1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. We're going to jump into a great conversation in just... Well, right now. Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's, let's do it right wait. now. Let's not wait. Let's go right <laughs> now because we don't have that much more time with Bruce House Connect. And he's uh, an attorney who serves as Focus on the Family's judicial analyst for the rest of the morning. And he's like retiring today. Is that right, Bruce? Or is this like your last work day? <laughs> yes, yes. You guys have the honor of my last radio interview of my career. And okay. you also have the honor of speaking <laughs> with us. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I don't think he's well, thought of it that out. way, but you know, my <laughs> word, if you're going to go out, might as well go out with a bang. Go out big. Right? Yeah. Okay, so well, the reason we I'll asked... Rem- I'll remember this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully with no regrets. Okay, so uh, the reason we have Bruce with us today is because, well, there are so many Christians that are being persecuted all over the world, from Sudan, where Islamic extremists are attacking Christians, to the Indonesian government, banning worship, and our brothers and sisters are there. They're, they're mocked, they're thrown into jail, and they're even killed for following Christ and for actually having possession of a Bible. So although we don't face what those Christians do, it's not even close, but as citizens of our country, Bruce, you know, we should still be concerned with some of the attacks that are coming towards religious freedom in our country. So I guess I'm going to ask you this question. Why are we or should we be concerned for the future of religious liberty in our country? Yes, I, I agree with that statement. We should be concerned. Yes, we're not being burned at the stake or, or killed or murdered, but the, our the opponents of the gospel are using the forces of our secular government to kind of push us uh, and our voices into a closet. Um, So I think we have to pay attention to like court cases that are happening with regard to the freedom to speak your beliefs and to act on your beliefs. Like the Supreme Court, we're waiting for an important decision right now in 303 Creative um, out of of, uh, not Tennessee, out of Colorado, Mm -hmm. um, where uh, uh, a graphic design web wedding website designer named Lori Smith is uh, trying to uh, fight a Colorado statute that requires her to um, uh, portray messages of approval for same-sex marriages uh, with her business, where she really wants to just do opposite-sex marriages because of her Christian beliefs. And that important decision will happen before the end of June, um, and we need to really watch for that one because it, it really is an important decision. And, and I think Jack Phillips, the baker from Colorado, is waiting importantly on that decision as well because he seems to never get out of court 
with the way people are trying to shut him down and his views about uh, baking cakes uh, designed only for opposite-sex marriages. Okay, you're hearing the voice of Bruce Houseconnect. We're talking a little bit about religious freedom here in our country. And mm-hmm. as we do this, it, it does seem like the hammer's coming down on those followers of Jesus Christ who want to stand boldly for their faith and say, um, I will provide services in this arena as opposed to that arena. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'm just going to ask you, just with your history, I mean, is as historically, as a nation, ha- have we had that opportunity to do that? And it's being shut down now where we can provide service? I remember the, we reserve the right to not serve anyone. I remember mm. those signs in Windows. I think they were talking to me because I was walking around with those shoes on, doing all those other different things. But uh, as business owners, we should have that freedom, but it seems like we don't have that freedom now. Or do we? Yes. The the opponents of the gospel long ago figured out that they could use those seemingly innocuous statutes about wearing shirts and shoes and and, uh, being presentable in a place of business um, to enforce a liberal agenda. So where once uh, we had... uh, um, Business owners being told, no, you can't close your hotel down to people of uh, of African descent or or to Jews or, or things like that. Those well-meaning and good statutes turned into uh, things at the state level, mostly where we have an LGBT agenda that is being enforced through our businesses, through um, and it's catching Christians in the crosshairs, and that's where we're at. In fact. It's not just in the courts. I wrote a I wrote a story yesterday for the Daily Citizen Focus um, with regard to a bill in Washington State where they're going to create a commission to study uh, domestic terrorism, which they define as people who oppose um, transgenderism and uh, drag shows and CRT being taught in the schools. Critical race think, uh, theory. So it's happening not just in the courts, but even at at the state level and the legislatures around the country where Christian views, conservative views are being labeled as domestic terrorism. That does not bode well for the future if we allow that to happen. So I'm wondering, and we're talking with Bruce House Connect about religious liberty, um, what are some other ways that we as Christians can impact culture? Because for me, I feel like if we fight fire with fire, in a culture that's increasingly um, uh, post-Christian, that culture is going to win that game of fire with, you know, the mm-hmm. naturalness of voting. If you're going to if how many people are going to vote for this versus vote for that? I think the culture is going to overwhelm the conservative values, at least in this present um, place where we are, this present generation. So what are the other things that we can do to influence the, the mindsets and the thought life of, of others around us um, without it becoming this us them fight, us, us against them fight where we're at? Yeah, I don't know if this if I'm making sense, but where it's kind of fought on the earthly in an earthly realm. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm tracking with you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. What the Christian's first line of defense is always prayer. Mm-hmm. It's putting on the armor of God. It's being able to see our opponents not as enemies, but as people who just don't uh, have the gospel in their hearts yet. Yes. So we have to look, we have to look at them as our uh, mission field, um, mm. even though in the natural, in the current uh, 
in the current situation, we have to oppose the uh, policies that they are trying to impose on us. So it's it's this mindset, you know, we are of we are not of the world. We just happen to be in the world, and we're we have a mission to accomplish. But we have to remember what our main mission is, and that's to win souls. So yeah, that's the first. First and absolute first thing to do. And, and second thing is to encourage other believers to not only carry that mindset, but to also join us in that prayer and in, in taking whatever steps in the natural realm that we, that we can do, whether that's voting, whether that's running for a local school board election, whether that's supporting a candidate that will support religious freedom. There are a variety of ways that Christian can approach the issue, but you're right. We have to start from the spiritual angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You're hearing Bruce House Connect as we're talking about, you know, uh, defending religious liberty, and it does start with our prayer life. You know, um, Bruce, you had mentioned that it's, you know, that the armor of God it's a defensive weapon, but also our prayers can help us go on the offensive as well. That we pray down strongholds if we mm-hmm. understand where our battle truly is, and that if we do that along with loving our enemies and praying for those who persecute us, that God would. Really Really move in ways that we never thought possible. So as lives are changed from the inside out, it's going to be amazing to watch how legislation changes and how things change around us. The laws and the regulations that are trying to shunt people away from God are actually going to be loving God, and therefore, the, I believe the rules will follow. And I think sometimes, Bruce, we think that the legislation is going to lead them to the Lord, where I think it's the other way around. I'm just sharing that as we're wrapping up our time with Bruce. It has been a joy chatting with you over these last several years. We're going to miss you. We wish you well in your mm-hmm. retirement. And we thank you for your service and ask that you would continue to pray for us um, here at Mornings with Tom and Tommy, us as a nation, us as followers of Christ as you move forward into retirement. 